And welcome to another edition of On The Board Sports. I'm your host, Will Cherucci, a.k.a. Will C. I'm here with Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T. And along with our wonderful producer today, Eli. Eli's doing awesome with a capital A. Sean, how you doing? I'm doing well, Will. How are you, sir? Eh, I'm all right. Working, trying to build LaGuardia Airport one day at a time, but I'm here to talk about sports. Thank you for and your service, Will. And so are you. And we have a special guest with us right now. Joining us is John Stremski, the one and only JJ After Dark. John, how you doing? Fellas, I'm very happy and honored to be on. Very kind of you guys to invite me. How you guys doing today? All good? Everything's good. Everything's good. We're doing good. awesome, man. Thank you for making time, man. Really, JJ, man, I am a big fan of your show. Listen to your show every night, man. I am a huge fan. So to the to to so to have the chance to uh, to talk to you, man, appreciate it, man. No, pleasure's all mine, and I appreciate those kind words. You know, I love the loyal following anywhere you may be. I mean. It's just, you know, when you're doing TV now, you realize you get recognized a little more. So, like, I'll go to Starbucks all disheveled, you know, the hair's all over the place. I'm rocking the sweatpants and the hoodie, and you'll get stopped, and it's like, hey, what's up, JJ? And I'm like, oh, geez, I'm going to put on my game face a little bit. But, you know, today at least I got recognized and I was in a suit, so I looked okay. I looked presentable. But I appreciate that, guys. That's very kind. Thank Def- you. Definitely. Anytime, John. Anytime. John, I got to ask you, how did you – Started up at WFN. I know there was there was a contest and everything like that, and you were in it. You won, but how did you get into doing sports talk? I know you're a Syracuse a guy. Question. Listen, it's a great question for a lot of people getting into business. And look, my background beyond you know winning fantasy phenom when they did it in 2011. Listen, I'll be honest with you guys. I had a major leg up on that competition. Because all the work I was doing while I was at Syracuse, and I know there are a lot of student broadcasters out there doing radio shows and whatnot, but I mean, I, I think about some of the things we did. We were doing basically, you know, six to eight hours of radio a week my junior and senior year. I mean, I was doing post game for basketball and football. We were doing a Saturday morning show, which would always be fun because, you know, I love doing a show. We'd get a boatload of callers, but. It would usually be right after Friday happy hour, fellas. So let's just say there were a couple of times we would stumble in, you know, after a late night to go do that show back in college. (laughs) So, I mean, it was one of those where, you know, I had a lot of experience working these type of shows. And, you know, the toughest thing for anybody, and I say this all the time, is getting that start on the air in the business. Because I think once you get an opportunity to showcase yourself, of course, if you're capable and, you know, you're able to do a good job, it just leads to so many more opportunities, avenues. And, you know, it takes time. Like I tell people all the time, don't expect to just get on the air and then you're going to be uh, doing this, doing that. You got to make sacrifices. You got to put the time in. But if you go about things a certain way and you do good work, you know, I'm a firm believer that hopefully good things will happen. Yeah. JJ Def, man, that is so, so true. Um, a question I have to ask you as fans of you and, you know, as all fans of, you know, you are Staten, Rhode Island guy, born, raised. And my question is, how does a guy from Staten, an Island, become a fan of the Miami, uh, the, the, the Dolphins, John? Uh, I get that all the time. I get that all the time. Uh, that's one of the more frequent questions I get asked. And you got to go back. How old are you guys out of curiosity? 31. 
I'm 28. All right, see, okay, so you guys are in similar age range to me. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to when we were growing up and the state of the Jets and the Giants. I mean, I can't put it any other way. The Jets and the Giants kind of sucked when I was growing up, guys. <laughs> like, remember, you had. And this is not for me. They stink. Um, and then the Giants, remember, that was the Dave Brown, Danny Cannell, boring as can be type of Giant team. So, you know, the Giants and the Jets were kind of blasé at that point. So the Dolphins had Dan Marino. They were exciting. I remember that fake spike game against the Jets, and that was it, fellas. I was sold. And listen, it has not brought me a life of happiness and success <laughs> as a football fan, so, you know, I maybe should have chose the route of being a Giant fan, but hey, it is what it is, and you're asking how I'm a Dolphin fan. That's how. Now, I know you guys recently hired a new head coach the other day, Mr. Brian uh, 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 Flores. How do you think this team is, is going to be under him, and I know that we haven't um, the off season yet, but what do you think they have to do to be a, a pretty good team this upcoming year? Fellas, it's very simple in the NFL. It's all about the quarterback. And, you know, there are a lot of reports in Miami talking about the idea of maybe them mailing in the year. So they go end up with two attack of Iowa. They end up with um, Jake Fromm out of Georgia. So I have become more and more receptive to the Brian Flores hire, I got to be honest, when I found out a few weeks ago he was the front runner, I wasn't exactly jumping for joy. But, guys, you should know this. I mean, it's about the quarterback more than anything else in the NFL. Once you have that, everything seems to fall into place. So my question for them is, okay, how are you going about getting the quarterback? Who's that going to be? And then I'll see if Brian Flores can coach or not. Listen, he's a New York guy. You know I like that. Right. Um, in this era of offensive football, I think it's kind of interesting the Dolphins going against the grain and bringing in a coach who was, yeah, with Bill Belichick. So you wonder how much credit you want to give him for what happened in the Super Bowl. But they had an unbelievable game plan. So, listen, I go in with an open mind. I I don't really know what to expect. Let me see who the quarterback is. Ask me this question in about three years, and I guarantee you I have a pretty definitive (laughs) answer, all right? That's that's all many Dolphins fans probably want to hear right now at this point. And speaking of uh, former Dolphin coaches, Adam Gase is going over the Jets. I'm a huge Jet fan, John, okay? And I don't know what to expect right now outside of, you know, them trying to score a lot of points with uh, Gase being this quarterback's guru coach. You know, so from your experience seeing Adam Gase as the coach of the Dolphins, what should a Jet fan expect? Um, He's going to work wonders with your quarterback. That I can tell you. There's not one quarterback out there that he's worked with that has negative feelings towards him, whether it's Peyton Manning, Jay Cutler, Ryan Tannehill, Tim Tebow, Kyle Orton. You give me the quarterback, you probably have a good relationship with Adam Gase. Here's your question. Here's what Adam Gaze's success, in my opinion, will come down to. Not only the Jets get better players, but in Miami, and I think you guys would know this, you got to be able to connect 1 through 53 with every guy on your roster. And you cannot be overly dismissive of your better players. And look, he had a falling out with Jarvis Landry. He had a falling out with J.H.I.E. He's had multiple falling outs with top players, top talents. And 
look, I'm not saying Jarvis Landry is the be-all, end-all. We know he's a possession receiver, but it becomes a recurring pattern where by the end of his last year in Miami, I thought it was pretty obvious the team kind of quit on him. So he's got to have the command of his locker room one through 53. And personally, guys, that will determine if he's going to have success. How are you going to relate with Jamal Adams? How are you going to relate if they bring in a big star? Dare I say Le'Veon Bell is coming to this team. How exactly are you going to go about that? That will determine whether or not Adam Gase has success. He'll work with the quarterback, but that will determine. Well, they have a lot of cap room to spend, too. So the Jets are ultimately going to have to go out there, spend, try to hit a home run on this draft pick or trade the draft pick at number three to see what's going on uh, with that as the days come uh come forward here for, for Gang Green. And especially, too, they're getting a new jersey so and a new logo. But to switch, to- to switch topics now, from football to basketball, John, I know you're a Knicks fan. How do you feel about the Kristaps Porzingis trade? It's very simple, guys. If they don't land Durant, Irving, whatever the two top free agents may be, it's a monumental joke. If they do... It's going to end up being a great trade. I think that's what it comes down to. You know, people, and I've heard, you know, I was driving yesterday. I heard Evan with Hoops critic, Brian Geltziler. And Brian, I like, I respect. He was very much in favor of the trade, talking about future assets, not giving KP the max. But listen, he's a 23-year-old all-star caliber player, if he's right. And look, you end up with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Okay, I'm okay giving up Porzingis 40 cents on a dollar. But otherwise... I just think it's very, very perplexing, guys. Perplexing. And the Knicks, you know this, they love to uh, smear you as you're heading out the door. I mean, find me the guy who hasn't been smeared by the Knicks when they're heading out the door. Bottom line, go get two max players, and it's a colossal, colossal bust. But JJ, one more question and with the Knicks. You know, you see everybody talking about uh, Zeon and all that and the top free agents and all that stuff. Everything starts from the top with this ownership, with James Dolan and with the GMs that they had over the past couple of years. Do you see at all this this Nick franchise being sold? No, I wouldn't sell, would you? I, if you own the Knicks, would you sell that franchise? I, I mean, did you see where they are on that Forbes list? Right number I one. Right number one, yeah. Right number yeah, one. despite the fact that they've been a joke for 18 years. Listen, Dolan drives you to drink. Dolan has not done a great job running the team. I'd be the first to admit that. But, I mean, I always say this to people with the Mets, with the Jets, with the Knicks. You think, you know, when you own one of these multi-billion dollar companies, and that's what professional sports has become. Absolutely. That you're all of a sudden just going to, you know, throw in the towel and say you've had enough. I, I don't buy that for a minute. So, yeah, for better or worse, I think you're stuck with James Dolan. John, so as we know that you went to um, uh, Syracuse, I have a lot of friends that also – when they're um the the uh the basketball team sixteen and seven so far, the football team had a very very good good year on the field. Could you just talk about the state of just like those two teams and how proud you are to come uh from that school? Oh, listen, I love Syracuse. Anybody who listens to this show knows I bleed orange. And look, basketball has kind of been a given. They expect them to be good. And I know the last couple of years it's been a roller coaster on the bubble and whatnot. But hey, Syracuse gets in the tournament, they make noise. 2016, they were one of the last teams in, made the Final Four. Yep. Last year, nobody thought they were getting in. 
They got in the playing game in Dayton, and they made it all the way to the Sweet 16, yep. and they gave Duke a good run for their money in that game. Look, Syracuse should be an NCAA tournament team this year. Um, I, I don't look at them as a championship-caliber team, but hey, Jim Beheim, team with experience, you never know. The surprise to me was football, guys. I mean, as long as I've been you know, a student and now an alum and a guy that talks about Syracuse on the air. I mean, Syracuse football have been a joke. I mean, they won one or two pinstripe bowls, uh, <laughs> but really didn't do anything of substance. Dino Baber has put together a badass year. I mean, they won a bunch of games. They played great at Clemson, even though they lost. Mm-hmm. Beat West Virginia in the bowl game. Listen, I hope he continues to recruit. I hope they keep moving forward. And yeah, this ended up being a really, really good year for Syracuse, no doubt. John, I know the I know you're a big Yankee fan, okay? The Yankees right now, and I'm hearing a lot of Yankee fans, whether it be on Twitter or having a conversation with them, saying that if they don't sign Manny Machado or if they don't sign Bryce Harper, it's an epic fail. It's a colossal fail. In my mind, it's not. You sign guys like DJ LeMahieu, and uh, you get Adam Ottavino here. What what's the what's the state of the Yankees right now in your mind? Um, I think they're in pretty good shape. I mean, listen, you look at Vegas odds right now, despite the fact that Machado or Harper most likely is not coming here, and they're the Vegas favorite to win the World Series. Look, the Yankees have a lot of talent. To the point you just made, um, I'm fine with their offseason. You got a contact hitter on LeMayu. You add to that bullpen by bringing back Britain, adding Adam Adovino. The Paxton trade is going to be a big key. I mean, he's going to have to pitch great. He's going to have to perform at a high level. And listen, at the end of the day, the Yankees' success will come down to is Stan going to hit in the playoffs? Is Judge going to play 140 games? Is Severino going to figure out how to put together a full year and pitch well in the postseason? And is Sanchez going to bounce back from what was a debacle 180 season where he was a joke for most of the year? Um, and can the kids, who were so good last year, Torres and Andor, can they go out and do it again and avoid you know the sophomore slump? Yankees are loaded. You know they'll add to the team if they need to in July. Got to win a division title. Got to beat the Red Sox. But listen, to your point, do they need Machado or Harper to make this a successful offseason? No, they do not. I couldn't agree with you more, John. You know, you basically hit that right on the head. One more question. Out of all the athletes in New York right now, and New York is filled with young stars and -and up-and-coming superstars, who are your top five players right now? in professional sports in New York? Wow, that's a really good question. That's a really, really good question. I'll be fair. Haven't really given it much thought, so this is just a list off the top of my head. Are we talking right now and moving forward down the road? Uh, A little bit of both. Okay. All right, I'll give you one from the Yankees and the Mets. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you Judge, of course, with the Yankees. No-brainer. I'm going to give you Jacob DeGrom with the Mets. He won the Cy Young, so I'll, of course, be fair there. Mm -hmm. Although trying to compare a hitter and a pitcher is really tough to do. But I'll give you Judge. I'll give you DeGrom. Um, I have to give you either one. I'm not going to give you two of the Giants. I'm going to give you one of the Giants. Do I give you Barkley? Do I give you Beckham? You know what? I'm going to give you Barkley because Beckham's got to stay on the field. He has not done that the last two years. So I'm going to actually leave Beckham off my – do I want to put Beckham on? All right, I'll go Judge, DeGrom, Barkley. I'm putting Sam Darnold on this list because I think he's well on his way, and I'm a big believer in Sam Darnold, so I'm going to put him four. Now, here's, I guess, in my splitting hands, do I want to go with the old reliable Henry Lundquist, or do I want to go with Beckham? You know what? I'm not going to put Lundquist on here. The Rangers, they're not going anywhere. They're in rebuild mode. I'm going to give you Beckham as my fifth. How's that? That's awesome, man. That's, That's an awesome. awesome list. 
Hey, you forgot if you had to, though, would you put Matt Barzell up there? The guy he's is... on his way, man. Listen, he's <laughs> on his way. He's playing his ass off for the Islanders. You could you listen, you could put Barzell there if you wanted to put him instead of Beckham. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, I think in a year you'll definitely have him on that list, without hey, a doubt. That listen, I've been to almost every Islander game at that's been at Barclays and at Nassau Coliseum. Actually every game <laughs> so far this year at at uh at both Nassau Coliseum and at uh Barclays. Dude, he is just a phenomenal skater, and the way how he handles himself too for such a at such a young age is just absolutely unbelievable. And what Barry Trotz and them and company have been doing over there with Lou Lamarillo running everything has been great. So it's been awesome to say the very least. Hey, listen, all gravy right now for your Islanders, all gravy because nobody really expected a whole lot this year, and. You lose to Varys, and yet you're right where you need to be. They've done great work, no it, question. It's absolutely crazy to say the very least. John, we know that you're tight uh, on time, man. We just want to thank you for uh, coming on, man. Me and Will are, again, man, huge, huge fans. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been a, um, a definite uh Awesome with a capital A moment. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, you got it, guys. I'm glad I was happy to be a part of it. Listen connect maybe in a couple months and uh we'll have some fun again good stuff right absolutely I appreciate you john absolutely john gotta come to the studio gotta come to the ah, studio maybe we'll have to set that up one of these days you never know <laughs> I, I got a busy schedule but hey anything yeah we definitely right? know <laughs> anything is possible anything is possible i appreciate it john. Right, guys take care take it easy right, john dude, thank care. you for coming on that was john jastrzemski from wfan and his own show jj after dark and like he said well he's doing some work on the TV screen. So like he said, you know, I have to put on he's been... suits and stuff like that. So, you know, as well, and he's definitely getting his shine because he is outstanding on the, the radio. Oh, yeah. And we're not just saying that because he was on the show. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that because we're fans. We're saying that because he is legit good. He is. He is legit good. Absolutely. And he's, he's a little bit older than us, but he's still within that age range, Well, Right. And we'll, you know, and, and he's... A definite rising star, and and I'm glad to see him go from radio to the TV screen, and and I know he's gonna do great. Uh, I can't wait to see what what's in store for for JJ. JJ is one of those guys that you like. You said, Sean, you see him everywhere you go, whether or not he's on SNY, whether you see him on WFAN. You know, right. it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. So good, good person though, and and and. And, well, you know, just speaking in terms of our show, well, you know, it's great to, you know, once when we we don't think we have, how do I yeah, put this well? We don't get too far above our heads, but when you, when we have guests like this, this is why we started the show. Because, well, you are from the city, state of New York. I'm the same way. And when you get a... New York guy that is known, not just within, I'm saying like in New York, like you could hear his show anywhere at any time, right? To get a guest like him, it certainly makes us feel good and lets us know that, well, I think we're doing something right, Will. <laughs> I think we're doing I think something so right. Too. I think so at too. At the worst, I think we're doing something right. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just got to go after it one way or another, you know? Right. So. That's uh, that's crazy. I can't believe that we had JJ. Just we just like, had JJ, man. That's, that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome to capital A. He is the first person we've had with a verified check on Instagram and Twitter. So, like I said, man, on the board sports making some Scooby. Scooby. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Scooby is also there. So, but listen, he's him and Scoop. Speaking of Scoop, I think we're gonna have him on our our next uh, one of our next uh, next shows. Well, right? so definitely looking forward to having uh, Mr. Scoop B coming on. Well, yeah, can't wait for that. For Sean Thomas and for our wonderful producer Eli, I'm William Trucci, saying so long and see you soon. Peace.